0: You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Trophy Yours. This is episode 347. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, he brings the awesome. I yield to no one. You know, I don't have a catchy hello today. Just don't have it. He's missed enough.
2: He is Matt Murray. (laughs) Hey, how's it going, everybody?
1: And he is the trophy chumpin' of the Loot Bros. He's Resident What's up? So, uh, Daryl, you, I have to ask, what's up? It's been um, quite a while. Yes. Are we ever going to get our trophies from the world war
3: that we uh, <laughs> decimated you guys in? <laughs> uh, there, uh, yeah, one day, man. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. One about day. Them.
1: <laughs> I, I well, I, I would think that you have forgotten about them since it's been what a year and a half.
3: It's been a while, but here's here's the way this whole thing worked out. Oh, here we go. Here, here come the excuses. Well, I used to work out, like actually go to the gym in the mornings. Um, and since my kids are all in school, now I have to take them to school in the mornings and I have to work out on my lunch break. My lunch break was when I did all my clever, really cool stuff, like, you know, design trophies and cool stuff like that. So I just don't ever not work out. So it's like. So maybe day, skip leg
1: day and then get the trophy uh, done.
3: But you never skip leg day. That's like a rule. <clears throat> okay, so skip cardio day. I mean, look at me. I've been skipping cardio there for a long for time, time, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, for everybody uh, here. Now, Yield. Yes? I was unable to be on last week's show. And I only listened to the first half of it, but... Alex asked you a question last week that I want to ask you again. or I want to rephrase because Alex asked you, did me and Steven do enough to convince you to buy God of War and play it? You said no. So now on the show, we have Daryl and we have Matt who have both beaten God of War, which I'm going to shut up and I'm going to have them explain to you why you should buy and play God of War. You two
3: take the floor. Yeah, um, here's the thing. I listened to the shows, uh, the past several shows, and, um, you know, I've, you guys are denying yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not hurting any of us. You know what I'm saying? You're certainly not hurting God of War sales figures. Um, it's a fantastic game. Like, it's, it's from start to finish. Something special. From the combat to the visuals to the story to the, um, constant surprises, especially at the very end of the game and then the very, very end of the game. Um, so like if you, if you're not going to get it because you said, you know, you're going to be that guy, well then, hey man, it sucks for you because this thing is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. I feel like it's the closest you can get to a perfect game by today's standards, um, you know like every every generation we get you know what i'm saying a, a handful of games that are just the best of the time and i feel like god of war is the best of our time um i really felt the same way about the last of us and i feel like the, this is like last of us caliber video game so if you don't want that you know what i'm saying that's cool man it sucks for you cuz i would love for everybody
1: <laughs> it sucks to for you <laughs> yeah
3: I mean, I just spent 35 hours going through this game going, wow. Wow, that was cool. Oh, I've never that, seen that before. Oh, my now, goodness, I can't believe they did that. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm going to make a statement, and hopefully
1: nobody considers this a spoiler. And if it does, because Yield said he doesn't care about spoilers. So if it does, yeah, but, I, I, I will take it out of the show.
3: But we, sh- we definitely don't want I mean, like, this is one of those games you where. You don't want to spoil it for other people. Yeah, well, no, not just that, <laughs> but like. Yield, well, that's why I said it,
1: I'll take it out of the show.
3: Yield yeah. doesn't want it. Says don't, don't, don't matter. Go ahead and spoil it. But he doesn't because he doesn't understand how cool it is when it's not spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. right. Oh like, no! It, it see definitely
4: what? is see, a game see, that. See, no, you don't no. understand. If it's spoiled, then I can definitely use that as my arsenal. Well, now I don't want to play it because I know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, don't okay. do it, tricky. <laughs>
2: it's it's not a, no, no, this no, is a no. game that like reveals <laughs> itself so well to to you playing it. Like the okay, pacing well, is so right. And if you. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna make the statement. And then you two tell me if I should take it out of the show or not.
2: No, but you're still gonna ruin it for Yield. Yeah. Uh, but I'm
1: not but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin anything in particular.
2: I have I, uh, I, I want you to say it just because I'm so interested in whatever the hell this is that you're gonna say. Well, he, I, I, gonna I said it
1: prior it. I said it prior to Yield showing up, I think. Um one of one of Alex's statements on last week's show was uh the every he felt like they should have stopped after God of War 3 because once you take down Mount Olympus, what really can you do? And all I'm going to say, because I think this will define what God of War PS4 is, is this game is not about vengeance. This game is simply
3: about a journey. Yep. Correct. Well, and know, that, and that's, answer, that's not spoiling anything. The answer to Alex's question, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what more could you do after taking down Mount Olympus? The answer is the entirety of this That's game.
2: That's hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, a like, fact.
3: It, it was. It blew my because like okay, I've played all the God of War games. I've played every single one of them. I didn't finish God of War one or two because I played like re, you know like the remaster versions on you know the current console or you know PS3 and Vita and stuff like that. And like I played them up to a certain point, and then for whatever reason didn't finish them. But I beat God of War three. More than once. I beat Ascension. And I played the PSP games. uh, Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus. Um, So I'd consider myself well versed in God of War. uh, And quite a fan. I really do enjoy them. So going from those games and what they were. To this game and what it is. It's it's just like playing Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. And then getting to that section of uncharted 4 where it like nods to all of those things and it makes all those other things like so cool where it's like oh man that's i remember doing that oh man that's really awesome oh man this matters to me because i know the history like this game has so many of those things where this game matters because i know the history but this game also stands right. alone where if I didn't know it, the history, it wouldn't matter. It
2: really is. Like, in, like, so, it's just a fantastic of game. A bit, so, yeah. It is a generation-defining game, uh, in my opinion, for sure. Like Daryl did a really good job at saying pretty much everything that I would have said to try to convince you to play it. Uh, if you've played the other ones, uh, if you haven't played the other ones, uh, if you have played the other ones, it does a great job at rewarding you for that. If you hadn't, it does a great job of introducing you to who this character is uh and it doesn't punish you at all for it uh it it's just a really it great game you and uh I, I don't really know what else we could say to try to convince you to play it but all
1: right so with that being said yield have we convinced you yet
4: Well, truth be told I was probably going to get to it eventually because I was going to probably go back and play all the play all of them. But since everybody, what? but since every, but is was what was what you were
2: stopping? Was was what was stopping you? You have not played the other ones, like you having not. No, played I the just other figured ones? I'd
4: be that guy. Since everybody was losing their shit over this game, I'd be like, <laughs> I'll be that guy. It's like, no, nah, I ain't playing it. <laughs> <laughs> every, Nobody and, likes that guy. Hey, every show needs that guy.
3: Dude, I like to be that guy in life a lot of times, you know. But there's. The, there's a couple. There's a couple times where it's not okay to be that guy. Number one, I would say not you know robbing yourself of a god of war. Number two, not going to see Avengers: Infinity War. You know, like those are current things that you don't need to be that guy. Those are experiences that are worth having. You well, know, no, I, it, I
4: I plan on watching Infinity War. I just want to watch Civil War first. You ever watched Civil War? No, I was working a shit ton of overtime.
1: It's have on you Netflix. seen Black Panther? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok?
4: No, I've been working a shit ton of overtime,
1: dude. I'm gonna give you my voodoo account, which has every Marvel movie that you can stream, and you could just watch the movies back to, back to back to back to back to catch yourself up.
4: I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I would wanna,
3: recommend seeing I, those first.
4: I want to see Thor, but I understand that that's, that's its own movie, and I'm sure it does a nod to it. But I want no, no, to no.
1: See no. It. You, it's you way have more to see that. you have to see the movies before you get to Infinity
3: yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. Yield like. Infinity War yeah literally picks up like seconds after Ragnarok ends like it's oh, not okay. just it's not like a nod like this okay Infinity War is the opposite of God of War Infinity War doesn't um it 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 assumes you've seen every single movie and granted yes. now you can watch Infinity War and and that stuff you know and not have seen them but Infinity War literally takes place At the end of Thor Ragnarok, like to the point of the the movie cuts off with Thor and cuts on with Infinity War. Like Black Panther has its place as well, but it's like um, the last scene of the movie and then the first scene of this one, which I thought was fantastic the way they did it. So the opposite of God of War with that one, where I do feel like you'd be a little slow on the uptake on why certain things matter. And I've gone back and watched almost every Marvel movie since, or, or since I watched uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and um, and actually watched a bunch of them beforehand to kind of get refreshed on it. And that's one of those movies where um, the the ones you pointed out, the you know, uh, Civil War matters because a lot of the turmoil and dialogue between the characters that you you know the heroes is directly representative of what happens in uh, Civil War. And um, Ragnarok matters because I mean Thor's entire character changed in Ragnarok. So the yes. char- the Thor you have now and the Thor you had after Dark World they're different guys, completely from the way they look to the way that they talk.
2: Okay.
3: So those are those it's, are it's kind of not, important.
2: Not only, not only should you see these movies, but like both are totally wor- Like all uh, Black Panther, Civil War, and. Ragnarok are all worth. They stuff. are. They're good. Movies. Like they're great friggin' movies.
1: All right, <laughs> let's let's get into the uh, the show, guys. <laughs> 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 uh, let's do our updated trophy counts. I am level thirty five, total trophies of nine thousand three, with a plat count of eighty nine. I gained one, gentlemen. Mm, what was that one? Yield. You want to take a guess of what platinum I got? Uh, the one you said you <sighs> weren't going to do. Yes, the platinum I announced. I said I'm not going to do, but I got the God of War platinum.
4: I would like to take Very partial. Good. I would like to take partial credit for that one because I called him out and said he wouldn't do it.
1: Well, all right. Before before called him a pansy. Little thing. No, l- l- listen, Daryl and Matt can uh, uh, can back me up without me having to spoil this. There's something in the game that is. Really trying to do. It's very difficult. And I didn't want to get yep. I didn't want to frustrate myself trying to do that and soil my opinion of the game because the game is that good. Yes. I was able to do the hard part without too much trouble. And then once I did that, I was like, screw it, I'm getting the platinum.
3: See, I feel the same way about heavy rain. Like I played uh heavy rain on PS3 and my story ended the worst possible way you could end it. Like, and it was completely unintentional, but it was so cool. And so I told myself I was so satisfied with my story in Heavy Rain that I didn't need to go through it again. I didn't need to play through it a ton of times to get the endings or whatever. And then it came out on PS3, and I, I mean PS4, and I bought it. And I started to go and say, you know what? I'm going to go through this game and get the platinum because I want to have the platinum in my favorite games. But I stopped because I'm like, the way I'm playing this is not genuine. I want to experience this game again and just that be my... So there's certain games where I, I can back you up on what you're saying. Like I don't want to frustrate myself with the grind to get the Platinum. I,
2: yeah, you like don't want to remember them like that. You right. want to... You you want the genuine
1: experience? Like
3: like I I love Saints Row games, but platinuming Saints Row games makes them a chore, and they're not as fun when you have especially, to especially platinum
1: platinum. especially when you got to play for forty hours. Oh minimum. I know. really. I know. There's actually a, oh, there's yeah. actually no there's actually a trophy for spending forty hours in Steelport. I know I right. got
4: I got that easily. I didn't find it frustrating at all. I clocked I clocked over forty hours just getting the platinum.
3: See, I had to wait, and I had to like leave my console on for like ten hours to get uh, two different platinums for uh, Saints Row, because I've got the God of Hell platinum and the Saints Row Four platinum. And I'm, and I was just like, man, you know, like it was fun, and I have a well, blast.
4: Well, I haven't so played just, four yet. I'm talking three. Yeah, four. All you right. have
3: to <laughs> do forty hours in there.
1: All right, let's get back on track because we're getting sidetracked a lot, which I feel Daryl's doing on purpose because I did it to his show. <laughs> uh alex is level 30 total trophies of 6,581 with 98 platinums in 97 games yield
4: level 26 trophy count of 5127 and a new platinum ups me to 79
1: what uh what platinum did you get sir birds of steel birds of steel what why does that game sound familiar ps3 game okay it's made pointless.
4: by uh I believe I can't say their name right I say G- Gaijin. they always do the, right. they always do the World War II playing games
1: Steve is level fourteen total trophies of eighteen hundred and forty three with five platinums Sid is level thirty one with total trophies of seven thousand twenty four with a hundred and nine platinums Daryl
3: I am a level thirty-two, uh, trophy count of seven thousand one hundred eighty-six, and a platinum count of ninety-six. I got a platinum this week in a really uh, trash bag garbage game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a conversation with you in about a minute about that. Yeah, I am
2: not uh, going Matt. to embarrass myself by saying any of this. <laughs> Say it, Matt. <laughs>
1: Listen. You're, you're not the worst that's ever been on the show.
4: <laughs> but you come I mean, in a we, real close uh, second.
1: Yeah. We, no, no, no. Uh, 12.85 we, we actually,
2: total with zero plats.
1: And he's level 13. We have had we have somebody on the show with a negative one trophy count. That's Here's the thing that kills
3: me, right? Like I listen to the show, and I remember Steve saying, oh, I'm going to start getting platinums. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Don't you worry. Yeah, you know, and then uh, he
1: started playing uh his switch a lot.
3: But then he goes he goes, "All right listeners, if you have any uh any suggestions on games, uh, did you want me to platinum our games? Uh it's coming." And he just likes, "Uh here I am. I'm getting ready to do this thing." And a year later, here I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's been a year, but I'm like, um <laughs> like getting I mean getting platinum trophies is not not that difficult, you know? I mean like it's not the it's it's actually quite enjoyable like uh Yeah, but
1: see uh me me and you have a special love for going to get platinums. Yeah, like like our friend Matt over there who told me prior to the show, and I don't you don't know why I still brought him on. <laughs> he says he's not
3: really an achievement hunter. Like yeah, he, doesn't, not me, he doesn't care about it.
2: I'm, I'm I'm more of a experienced guy. I guess I'm not really a hunter.
3: See, the experience for me is the hunt.
2: Yeah, no, I hear you, man. See, so, see, I, think I, I, said, I think it's also I like him, I don't play I, like I play a lot of games like Rocket League a lot. Yeah, you know what I
3: mean, so then like, you should
1: have the Platinum in Rocket League at least. I yeah, got that one.
3: My but- seven year old has that game, has the platinum in that game. <laughs> Ooh.
1: See, I I I said Matt before the show, I was like, Do you never play the telltale game? They basically give you Wangus, apparently not to completion.
3: <laughs> oh, I love those games, man.
2: No, yeah, I mean All I, right. I do too, but yeah, no. I'm just not not my not my bag, I guess. <laughs>
1: Alright, so let's get into what we're playing. I'm gonna start us off. Uh, today, I played Assassin's Creed Origins because I wanted to try the uh, discovery mode, where it's basically the tour. It's a nice little thing. It's got, uh, tours. It's got, uh, three trophies inside of that trophy set DLC. Uh, one trophy's for doing your first tour, then there's one for doing all the tours in a certain section, and then there's doing five tours with five different characters. It's pretty cool. I like it. I'm gonna go through that, uh, it's easy way to get three easy trophies. Uh, I started Batman: The Enemy Within last night. So good. Uh, I I've, I've literally only gotten to the first trophy of the first chapter, and then I had to go to bed. Uh, the game that Daryl got the platinum in, which I like, I just don't have the patience to keep trying right now. Is Little Venture on the Prairie? That game is it, like it's so. It's so simple, so, so stupid. Bad. <laughs> but, they, okay. Matt, I'm going to explain this to you, okay?
2: All right, I'm listening.
1: It's a side-scrolling game where you have levels, and the object of every level is to just defeat every enemy. Okay. Like, literally, and then the, the, the that level ends, you get a trophy. There's 12 levels in the game, and they're broken down into four cha- uh, uh, four levels per chapter. and there's three chapters. You, sounds, cannot, sounds you wonderful. can you <laughs> can't you can't block and you cannot hit an enemy without the enemy hitting you.
3: And if you just stand by them, they will drain your health as if they're hitting you even if they're not.
1: <laughs> yes. They're not even swinging at you and your enemy and your life is dropping.
2: That doesn't sound like something I'd want to plant them. <laughs>
1: But if you somehow get through all 12 levels, it's a, it's a platinum. Uh, the other game I tried was uh, Don't Bite Me, Bro. I'm not going to play that game. Yeah. Anymore. Thank- Thankfully, I didn't get any trophies, so I can just delete that off my list. Uh, I got a little nostalgic and played q Rebooted.
3: Um, Is that any good? Like, I haven't tried it it's, yet. It's Q-Bert. Okay. Um.
1: Luckily, I didn't get any trophies in that game, so I'm just gonna delete that.
4: I decided uh, not to pick that game up.
1: We got it for free.
4: I know. I decided not to download it.
1: Uh, I tried minutes. Uh, it's a nice little puzzle game.
4: Is that the I one where get you got like platinum. sixty
1: seconds to uh, right. do
2: every level or whatever? That sounds pretty yeah. cool. Yeah,
1: you got sixty seconds to. You, you got this. You got the circle, and you can make the circle bigger or smaller. And you have to get collect all the orange lines by avoiding the black lines. Okay. Uh, it, it's much easier to understand if you see it rather than if you uh, try. If I try to explain it to you, uh, Rayman Legends. I have no idea why I tried that, but I did. And the game that I'm really going to go after the platinum now with is uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands.
3: Oh, dude! I'm ready to start get, playing that game. I'm ready to get serious about that one. <laughs>
1: I, I will tell you, there is a Splinter Cell uh, well yes. Sam Fisher mission in that game. Yes. I cannot get the Sam Fisher.
3: Dude, they say <laughs> oh, it is hard. That's f- it f- is that. supposed to be really tough. All
1: right, so that's what I've been playing. Yield, what have you been playing, sir?
4: So, uh, not much this week. I've been playing so I played a little Swords of Ditto, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then, of course, Birds of Steel since I got the Platinum in that.
3: How long did it take you for Birds of Steel?
4: Well, let's see here. Don't see. tell him. He just well, wants an easy platinum. No, it's not an easy platinum. Um, he it, he it, wants it, to ruin
1: the race to 100.
4: This, this is one of the games <laughs> that I feel is one of my most accomplished ones just because of it's, it's not one of the trophies is not easy to get. I started it around July of last year, and then I knocked most of them out in about a month, but then I got to the hard ones. Like like the really annoying aggravating ones, and I put it up for a while, and then just, and then I finished Saint row and I'm like, you know what i'm I'm sitting on one or two one really difficult trophy, possibly two and once I get those, the rest of my trophies are gravy, and I kind of purposely saved that so that way I didn't have just that one trophy hanging over my head, so i knocked i finally got it uh Friday before I went to work. And then I knocked out the rest of the trophies before I went to work and got the platinum. But there's this, there's like four or five trophies where you have to play on realistic or simulator difficulty. So for me, I'm not that good at flight sims. I'm used to, you know, you bank that plane as hard as you can and you just go all out. Well, you can't do that on realistic or simulator because then it goes into a flat spin, which I can never save and I die. So it's really hard to get those kills when you can't just bank and follow the plane.
3: Yeah, I haven't played a flight since, flight sim in so many years. So I was just curious about it.
2: I feel like Ace Combat was like the last real flight game that I was jamming on like a long time ago, Ace Combat
4: 4. They The, the, the trophy that most consider the most difficult in that one is Sharpshooter, where you got to kill uh, five fighters you're defending your bombers and you got to take out five fighters before they, either before you finish the mission or you, or they shoot down all your bombers. And the, until I did it, the best I could do is four. And it was just frustrating to know that you were on the cusp and you couldn't do it. And then when I finally did it, I, not, I got seven that round and I was not ashamed of kamikaze and into a fighter to get a kill. I wasn't. If I shot one down, and I was sneaking up behind him and shooting him, and then I got too close and he went to bail. I'd fly right into him. Oh, there's a kill! Awesome, let's another one
1: down. <laughs> All right, Matt, what have you been playing?
2: Well, so I, I finished up God of War, and uh, I'm diving back into that to do some of the more optional stuff. Yeah. And you then, did. Uh, yeah, man. And then I've been playing um, this game called Pizza Titan Ultra, which is a pretty good like kind of crazy taxi kind of game except you're a giant mech delivering pizzas in the future uh it's pretty weird but it's really fun time i'm gonna be doing a review for it uh throwing it up on Proven gamer that's about it though i really haven't been playing a whole lot of stuff
3: so what you're saying is uh god of war is gonna be your first platinum
2: (laughs) i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put words uh down uh in perpetuity like that where uh later i come back and you can talk shit about me not getting the plat in god of war
3: <laughs> but think about how good that would feel it would feel pretty- it's like, oh it man would- you know like I, my first platinum was god of war not only was it amazing but i'm also pretty ba <laughs> don't,
2: don't you try to sell me on this shit man <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Daryl?
3: what are you playing I am currently playing uh, God of War. I beat the game. Uh, I'm going back and doing a lot of the optional stuff. There is a tremendous amount of good story content in the side missions and in the traveling after the game. Um, it's it's like it's all it's like the game's not over, even though I know I've rolled credits. Like the game
2: there's way more content than
3: you would Yes, say. the end game is good and it's still telling a story, It's still building the world, that even though I've already you know what I'm saying, like I said beat the big bad or I guess the big bad, but you know what I'm saying like I've I've finished this part of the journey. Um it's like we're sitting here going me you me my son and my our little buddy and it's just like, you know, having a blast. So um playing through that, uh, I've got a decent amount of trophies to get. I'm just kind of casually going through section to section and 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 knocking stuff out. Um I got the Platinum in A Little Adventure on the Prairie uh this week and uh, you're not the first person tricky that said that that game's frustrating. Um what's most frustrating to me is like I'm admittedly bad at a lot of games. And uh a friend of the show, uh a friend of all of our shows, <laughs> um John tancredi the Joker said he platinum that game in 17 minutes. Well, yeah, it can be done in 17 minutes. Right. It can be done, but I'm like, I'm not that guy, obviously. And so <laughs> I, I saw him say that, and I went and bought the game. I'm like, okay, good. This is a cool game that I can play on my breaks at work and put the Vita to use. You know, I love I love my Vita. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm playing the game, and I go through a 15-minute break. And I'm like, yep, that's not that's not going to happen. And then I go through another 15 I go through another 15 minute break and then later in the day. I'm like, yep, that didn't happen. So then, like, I do that for two days and I'm like, what the crap? So then, just later on in the evening, I just grabbed my, grabbed my, the game and just kept going through it. I think I popped the last, uh, the last trophy for the platinum on the crapper. It's my favorite place to pop my platinums.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the best place to pop them.
3: Yeah. But, like, the game, like, you, what you have to do, like, and it doesn't tell you this, cause I looked in the guide, I'm like, maybe I'm just playing the game wrong. So I, I looked up the guide for it, and it's just like, nope, straightforward, you know what I'm saying, pan left to right, get your upgrades, and beat all the enemies. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, why am I getting stuck on some of these levels? And what you have to do is you have to jump up, like, right before you get to the characters, and you, like, and get, you get stuck on their the head. Button. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can beat them from there. Nine times out of ten, the enemies won't hit you. And there's still some enemies that will. So what I did, and this is a little trophy tip, is I would intentionally not pick up the health power-ups until so, after or until uh, until i jumped on someone and they defeated me or you know beat me up a little bit so i could turn back you know what i'm saying and get the help so all right um, so uh
1: let's get into our topics uh because we are let's see 28 minutes into 29 minutes into okay. the show and we haven't even gotten to our first topic yet uh, so the top downloads, uh, <coughs> you would think that if I quit smoking, I'd stop coughing like this.
3: It took me a couple years when I quit smoking.
1: Oh my Lord. All right. So the top, uh, downloads from the PlayStation store of, for the month of April, uh, anyone want to guess what the number one downloaded PS4 game was
3: the yeah, little adventure on the prairie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: It's the game that Yield will not contribute to God of War, Uh, followed by Far Cry 5, MLB The Show 18, A Way Out, The Last of Us Remastered, Grand Theft Auto 5, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Minecraft, Gang Beast, and NFL 18. Your top VR games were Rick and Morty Virtual Reality, Super Hot VR, Job Simulator, The Inpatient, Crisis on the Planet of the Apes, Arizona Sunshine, Moss, Drunken Bar Fight, Killing Floor Incursion and Surgeon Simulator.
3: Drunken Bar Fight looks really fun.
1: Uh, your free-to-play games. No surprise, number 1 is Fortnite Battle Royale, number 2 Brawlhalla, 3 Don't Bite Me Bro, 4 Paladins. Five Pro Evolution Soccer 18 Light uh, six Warframe seven America's Army Proving Grounds eight DCUO number nine three on three freestyle and number ten black right retribution. I can't
2: believe that game Don't Bite Me Bro is that high up on that list. That is
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh your top Vita games. Number one, God of War Question. Number two, Persona 4. Number three, Minecraft. Number four, Jack and Daxter Collection. Number five, Cosmic Star Heroine. Number six, Mary Skelter Nightmares. Number seven, Sultan Sanctuary. Number eight, Persona 4. Number nine, Mur- Sama, Rebirth. Muramasa. G- Gaze- yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and number ten, uh, King of Fighters 97. And I'm not going to go into the top themes or the classics, but you can pretty much... Uh, if, if we've done this in the past, you know what they are, because they probably have not changed. All right, so uh, E3 is a month away. Yay. Yay! And Sony has come forth with some details about their showcase. Mm. Uh, this is coming from IGN. Sony has announced its E3 showcase will take place at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on June 11th. That's 2 a.m. June 12th in the U.K., uh, this year, four of Sony's own titles will feature predominantly in a show with Sean Lane, chairman of Worldwide Studios, saying that we'll get a deep dive in it with the big four. The big four being Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, and The Last of Us 2.
4: See, I don't, don't like that. What? Why? Sony's conference. Because oh, that, that is an extremely big way to overhype games. I mean, look at look at what they. I mean, they they spent they poured a large amount of time into No Man's Sky, which we all said it wasn't going to live up to the hype. Same thing's gone on with Days Gone, and Days Gone just keeps getting pushed back. I mean, you're going to have those who are going to love it, but then you're going to have those that say it was completely. But so you, over you have
2: that little faith and in now, these particular four titles. Uh...
4: I just, I you you've these titles you've already sold people on it. So don't I don't know about Ghost them. of Tsushima,
2: man, and, De- think, and Death Stranding. Keep... Like we have, I mean, I'm hyped for Death Stranding, but we haven't seen anything.
4: Death, and then, and then... but but that's it. De- Death Stranding. People lost their minds. No one. Well, maybe we'll what know now. About. So just keep, so just keep giving them little tidbits. Here you go. Here you go.
1: Yeah, but see, I I think God of War did it great. They came out with the announcement trailer, and then you didn't hear shit until right before release.
4: And see, and I, I, I like those type of marketing strategies.
1: But no, I don't want to play it because everybody else is playing.
4: Well, exactly, but I can still like a marketing <laughs> strategy. Shots fired. I can still appreciate market strategy. But I just uh, I, I, I don't, I don't like that because you're taken away from all the other games and all the other announcements. I mean, yeah, we're still well, going to have announcements, but we're not going to do it at our show. So what? You have no well, and so in everything else that's coming I don't out? think
2: that's true. I think that... I mean, I think they're going to focus on these games, but I would be really, really surprised because, uh, like, they just called this the centerpiece, right, of their whole show. So I assume we're going to get other big title releases.
1: Uh, well, so Sony did say they're going to have other stellar announcements from third-party publishers yeah. and independent developers as well. But, see, a lot of people are pissed off because Sony announced this, not because of the way Yield's feeling, but that, Sony has broken the quote unquote surprise of what they're going to show us. But when I look at these four games, did anybody believe that these four games were not going to be shown? No,
4: I mean, so they're not, they're not breaking a surprise to me. I didn't know what the ghost game was, but the other three I expected to see, I mean, those are your, those are your heavy hitters. Although really, I mean, we all know Spider-Man's coming at the end of the year. So to me, you don't, you don't have to base a big part of your show on it because you already know it's coming at the end of the year. And was it, September?
1: September yep. 26th. So, so uh, I mean, no. to, to me... September 9th, sorry. To me,
4: you could, like, show some more of, of the game, but you don't have to center it around that game. I would center it around games that I... you either haven't heard about lately or new games
1: See, I don't think they're centering it around it. I think they're just basically saying, like, these are four games we're going to show. We're going to get a deep dive into these four games. I don't think they're saying we're going to center our press conference about this. I think they're just saying, listen, we know you want news, so we're going to tell you. At E3, we're going to go deep into these games and tell you all about them. Yeah, I
2: mean, all the the wording and stuff in the article, like the quoting, seems like these are just the four games that beforehand – they're saying these are four upcoming they're not saying these are our only four upcoming games that you should be excited about they're saying these are four big games that you are definitely going to see at E3 like
3: more of uh i don't- they're not we yeah, we're, we're yeah. going
1: to tell you a right. lot about them
3: well not only that but if you if you look back every single uh, even microsoft does the same thing every press conference has the big four um i mean look at each one you can pick what are the biggest games that are coming up you know and in in this case we just know about them you know we already know which games are going to show and you know it's not like i look i think back to um what was the it was a 2015 where it was like uh, microsoft kept showing this little panel they had and it was like halo 5 gears 4 um the new Forza and one other thing. And it was just like, they kept showing this little panel of like of, of the images. And it's like, these are the, sure. There's other stuff coming to the console, but it's like, these are the, this is the main, these are the big triple A's. These are the heavy hitters. And these are the ones that people are investing money into our company because we are pushing them forward, you know? And that, well, you know, it it would have kept, it would have worked out if they kept doing it, but it's like, you know, it's like, these are in their case, it was, these are the only four. (laughs) But, you know, it's nothing, it's really no different any other time. It's just we know they're going to be there. They're telling us ahead of time they're going to be there. Whereas in the past, we all sit back and go, "Yep, yeah, bet we're going to see Death Stranding again. I bet we're going to see the Spider-Man. I mean. Yeah, I think, I think the difference here, right, is
2: just that instead of all of us speculating, like, I bet we're going to see this, I bet we're going to see that. It's just them saying, like, these four see- games for sure, you're going to see it.
3: They, what was it that one year um, we had the all the surprises? It was um, freaking uh, Final Fantasy VII remake and uh, Shinmu three yeah, and the Last Guardian. Last Guardian, you know what I'm well, saying? It, like it's
1: funny that you said Final Fantasy VII remake because Walmart Canada is apparently uh they they kind of spoiled E3 for people. Oh yeah. Uh, now what I'm about to say you have to take with a grain of salt. Because, and I'll I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, Walmart in Canada on their website has listed uh, pre-orders for games that apparently, if you believe it, are going to be announced at E3. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, we knew was coming. NBA Two K nineteen, we knew it was coming. Beyond Good and Evil two, we know it's coming. Rage 2, which there was no hype Yeah, behind. I haven't heard well, a thing about that, that one. Been, <laughs> uh, <laughs> has
2: been adding fuel to that fire since that whole leak happened.
1: Uh, Assassin's Creed. Just Assassin's Creed. No subtitle.
4: What, what, Tom Clancy. we not surprised about that. We knew they'd probably get back into the every year thing. Uh,
1: Splinter Cell.
3: Oh, I'm so excited, dude. I was, I was telling the guys <laughs> on our show, uh, the Loot Bros. Uh, quick plug. I've been telling them, I said, man, we got a Splinter Cell coming. Like I, I know it's coming.
1: Uh, Insurgency, Sandstorm. Don't know what that is. Just Cause Four, Destiny, Comet, uh, Dragon Quest Two, Borderlands Three. Which, which I mean, I, that I one's wouldn't be these. surprised about that. Lego DC Villains.
3: Which I've heard about that. Which one.
1: We've heard about that one. Dreams.
3: We know that's yep. in the works.
1: 4 is a Horizon 5. That wouldn't be
3: surprising. But wait, well, wait, no, that there's is not a, Horizon a little surprising. Four. There's not a Horizon yeah. 4 yet.
1: There's not a 4 yet. And the, the last one is Gears of War 5. Now, the reason I say take this with a grain of salt is because some of these we already knew was coming. But when you look at the list for Assassin's Creed, there's no subtitle behind it. So, is this somebody that was in charge of Walmart's Canada's website that's making educated guesses? Or did they actually spoil E3 and what was going to be announced?
3: Oh, I'm sure that, that somebody screwed up because I, I, I read, um, was it Wario 64? I had posted everything and then somewhere had someone posted a link or quoted a link. They're like, yeah, uh, they're blaming it on a glitch in the system. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, glitch in the system, sure.
4: Well, I mean... Somebody hit enter too soon. The, <laughs> yep. the, these...
2: Yeah, just one guy waiting for E3 to be over, sitting by a keyboard, but sweating. See, some <laughs> of these can be educated
1: guesses. <laughs> I mean, with, with Sam Fisher showing up in Wildlands, you kind of got to assume that they're probably trying to hype a new Splinter Cell coming out.
4: That's what I figured.
2: Yeah, what keeps me from thinking that it's like an educated guess, though, is like some of the outliers that are just weird. uh, Like like Rage. That's such a weird... Or Just Cause 4. Those are two really weird, well educated guesses. Because, right. like, I mean, Just Cause 3, yeah, it was, like, an okay game, whatever. Like, it, it sold well. It had performance well. issues all over the place. It sold well. It's, yeah, it sold well. But, like, that's totally not a thing that you would think, like, oh, man, they're definitely making something like that. And then Rage 2, I feel like, wasn't an educated guess, even though it seems more and more likely that that's actually going to be an announcement that happens prior, possibly prior to E3. Um by but, 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 like, who would have thought that that was a game that was going to get announced at E3? Like, nobody... That game bombed. Uh,
1: I heard it was really good. I mean, I didn't play it, but I heard it was pretty good.
3: What game? We're talking about Rage? Rage? Yeah. Yeah. Um It seems... I don't know how it sold, but, like, when people talk about it, even even critics, they talk about it highly. They speak of it highly. I bought the game and never played it.
1: I'm, look, I'm looking up VG charts right now to see... Yeah, no, you, I, uh, I played a bunch of it. Tell me what sales...
2: It had performance issues uh, when it came out, and like there was a bunch of texture issues around it. And uh, I don't know how it eventually sold, but I remember a bunch of backlash about it when it first came out. It was like an okay first-person shooter. I had okay, a good time. I might with
1: be it. looking up the wrong game because the rage I just got on VG charts is from PS3. Was
3: yeah, it that yeah. old, was it? That I had old? It on 360. Yeah, I had it on 360. Okay, yep. so
1: according to VG charts, uh, let's see. It has sold
3: uh, 1.32 million total. It's not terrible. I mean, I don't know what kind of marketing I have behind it, but... I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, wait, excuse me. That's just on PS3. Hold on. On 360, it sold 1.6 million.
4: So you're looking at almost... 3 million between the two. Well, that's, pretty, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That, that's, that's pretty good. That's
2: okay. But but then you look at something like Skyrim that sold 22.7 million copies worldwide. Yeah, but
1: it's also on 14 consoles. I'm just
2: saying.
3: And your toaster. I'm just and saying, your toaster. I feel
2: like that... But that's not an educated... All right, it's not an educated guess, in my opinion, because, like... Well,
1: no,
4: <laughs> that... They're probably going the to release it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I Bethesda, see what you're saying Bethesda there.
4: Bethesda likes to do these... You know, all of a sudden, boom, we haven't been talking about this game and hey, look, we're, devo- we're developing it and you're probably going to get it by the end of the year. It's like, well, just
1: just for the record, I just looked up the PC sales of Rage to uh, Rage as well, and it sold 0. 0.37 million. So, yeah, right around three million all consoles. And so PC. For,
4: for a PS3 game, that's probably not bad.
1: All right. Uh, Let's go into more sales numbers. Uh, Monster Hunter has released uh, their numbers and they have confirmed that they have shipped, not sold, shipped nearly eight million units and has hit Capcom's all time highest profitability level. Hell yeah. Uh, Capcom has released their financial report for the fiscal year 2017, which ended March 31st, and the report shows that since its release in January, Monster Hunter World has shipped 7.9 million copies worldwide. Very nice. This amazing figure represents the, quote, highest level of profitability, end quote, in Capcom's history, according to the legendary developer publisher. Quote, of particular note, it is that the worldwide expansion of the user base to the game's tremendous se- success overseas, in addition to its established domestic popularity, has marked the start of a new era for the brand, end quote. Uh, and then this article coming from Detroit uh, Destructoid, uh, the next line is roughly translated, the suits now consider Monster Hunter a big fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so good news for Capcom. This is two years in a row they have released a game in January and saw success. Yeah. Uh, the other game being Resident Evil Seven the year before.
2: Good news for Monster Hunter fans too. I mean that's that's huge. You know, I'd assume that well, I assume that any forward Monster Hunter titles are going to be uh, not globally released as well as like major consoles.
1: Now, what I what I also heard about Monster Hunter World and I'm not going to I'm not saying this from my point of view just from what I've heard from other people saying is that the reason the World is doing so well is because when it comes to Monster Hunter games, World is really holding your hand and showing you what to do. And that's allowing people to get into it where the other ones are like here's the hunt, here's the monsters, go hunt them. This one's kind of holding your hand as you're going through it.
2: Uh I mean, there's some truth to that. There's definitely some like quality of life changes to Monster Hunter World that makes it a little bit more accessible than other games, uh, than like previous games in the franchise. But I don't know, just like playing it after having not played a whole lot of Monster Hunter uh, prior to this. Like I played the one on uh, Vita, the free one, uh, yeah, and like yeah, it's tough here. to get into because like you really don't know what you're supposed to be doing um and i think there's part of the beginning of this game where if you don't have somebody kind of like sherpering you up the mountain uh you definitely it takes a while to figure stuff out still Uh, but it's definitely more accessible than anything else i've played
3: yeah i I agree that's that that's um i haven't played the new one um but i played the one on vita and i want to say i played one of the 3ds ones as well and from what I hear from you know those who around me who have played it, it is the beginning of it is is a lot more accessible. So people like me who who played one of the harder ones or you know haven't played whatever, uh, but the end game or the uh, what do they call it when you high
2: rank, yeah, the
3: higher end fights, yeah, you know, high rank stuff. They said that's where it becomes game, like right? that's where it becomes yeah. real. like yeah. like OG Monster Hunter. Well,
1: I, I I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily and um, Jared Petty was talking about how the new uh, Monster Hunter, uh, which was Monster Hunter uh, Double Cross in Japan is coming. And that's, they're calling it the ultimate edition when it comes to Switch. He said that game, it's like it it's going to turn people off when they start it. But once they get to the end, that's where... The harder that game is, and that's where people are gonna fall in love with it. Like I, I tried playing Monster Hunter World, I just I couldn't get into it. Like, it's beautiful.
2: I fell in love with it like immediately. It's fucking I just, crazy, dude. I played I that just, game for like a month straight. I can't. And then I, like, I had to peel myself it. away from it. Yeah. It's definitely like a certain type of game. Like it, it has a very deliberate gameplay loop of like hunt the thing, kill the thing, make the stuff, kill the next big thing that you couldn't kill before. And, and that's like the gameplay loop, and then it's all like the high rank end game stuff seems to be all like uh, optimization of your gear for what you're fighting. Uh, it's 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 actually like a really the game is super deep, and I think at first it's really hard to kind of get into it. Plus, the fighting is a little more obtuse than other third person fighters.
1: All right, yield. What, what do you, what are your thoughts on Monster Hunter? I haven't played it. <clears throat> Any of them? No, none of them. They're not my type of game. All right. Well, I, I know Rocket League's your type of game. Yes, it is. They have out. They have outlined their summer 2018 roadmap. This article is coming from IGN. Psionics has released the the latest roadmap for the upcoming content for for Rocket League over the next few months. Detailed on the Rocket League website, the summer of 2018 roadmap starts in late May with the start of Season 8's competitive season. Players can expect their Season 7 rewards as well as brand new arena, new in-game music, and more. June will bring a summer themed event with new licensed DLC. On June 8th, the RLCS World Championship chips will kick off in London and will stream live on Twitch. As per usual, July will see the annual Rocket League birthday celebrations with anniversary events and loot. During sometime during July and August, a major summer feature will update Also will launch, this update will make it easier to find friends with the ability to register a unique ID and new in-game friends list. This feature is intended to be more easy to facilitate making cross-platform play. Changes to level will be included in the Progression 2.0 update with the removal of the level 75 level cap and a rebalance to make levels a fixed amount of XP to gain rather than a curve. Players will be assigned a new level at this point based on their experience so far in Rocket League, while new titles and banners can be earned after a level 100 to showcase a player's status. XP will now only be earned online and based on time played in matches as well as your score. Psionics Update also lists a number of new XP-related mechanics being implemented. The new Rocket Pass system will also be introduced. While it's not fully fleshed out and developed yet, it will have both free and premium tracks to earn different tiers of loot. Yield, you were excited?
4: I, I don't like playing online with Rocket League because most of the people are douches.
1: Um, oh, but you do like it when we played the Loot Brothers and we uh, kind of kicked their ass.
4: Yeah, that was fun. I, I enjoy Rocket League more when you're playing either online with a group of friends all together or couch co-op.
1: Um, um, Daryl, you ready for a rematch yet?
3: Man, I platinum that game and then helped my son platinum that game, and I'm done. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'll, I'll take action on that rematch.
1: So, so, so uh, Yield. Yeah. You could basically say we retired Daryl because we whipped his ass so bad. Yeah, we yep. did.
3: I'll give you that one. I scored most of y'all's goals, nerds. <laughs> and we let you. Maybe, maybe that was part of your... our
1: strategy to make you hit it into our own goal.
3: I scored more for your team than you did. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. And and let's not let us not forget Tanner and doing what Tanner does, freaking bailed on us. So left me and uh, was it Frosty left me and Frosty hanging.
1: You, fro- but it was you, Frosty, and uh, the Walking and- Idea.
3: No, nah, nah. Josh wasn't playing then. It was us and the um, Con, the uh, the NPC. No,
1: no, 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 no. You had uh, you had uh, what's his face, the Nader.
3: No, he was on your team. I just kept scoring for y'all. <laughs> the Nader was on our team. Yeah, Nate was with y'all. uh Oh, I don't remember. All right, so Matt, all you I, said-
4: all I, I remember, remember is blocking a goal and then going down and scoring. So
1: so. Matt, you said you won in. You won in with Daryl. You won in with the the winners. The, the- Daryl,
3: you wanna you wanna win some Rocket League? I
1: don't know, bro. I'm I'm.
3: <laughs> maybe we'll, re- we'll 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 we'll. tell you what. I tell you what. You Platinum God of War, and I'll play Rocket League. All right. All right. Deal. See, there we go. Now we got to figure it out.
1: All right. So uh, while they're doing that, yield. Uh, maybe you'll be playing some open beta.
4: I will be actually.
1: On Rush, open beta is confirmed for next week. Codemasters has announced that it will be able to get in a taste of its upcoming arcade driving game On Rush during an open beta running next week. The beta will go live on May 17th at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, and wrap up Sunday, May 20th, and the beta will be available on both Xbox One and PlayStation 4.
4: This is perfect because it gives me an opportunity to really find out if I want it day one or if I'm going to hold off.
2: I had no idea what this game was prior to like looking at the notes of this podcast, and when I saw the thumbnail on it for IGN before playing the video, I was like, this is going to be the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And then I watched the video, and the more video I watched, the more I was like, holy fuck, I need this game in my life. Right <laughs> did <now."> you, okay. <laughs> did, you,
4: did you play the, did you play the Storm games? Yeah, oh yeah. The, this... These are the guys that did Moda Storm.
2: Yeah, no, it looks uh, amazing. Uh, I fucking can't wait to play it, man. I miss, like, arcade fuck fuck-you-up, like, weapon-style arcade racers.
1: Alright, according to Codemasters, the betas will teach players the basics of OnRush's take on racing via an interactive tutorial and allow us to participate in a single player practice mode or six versus six multiplayer events. The beta will include two tracks with time of day and seasonal changes cycling throughout the beta period. Four vehicle classes will also be on show while the beta is available. Players who level up during the beta will earn bonus rewards for the full game upon its release. Onrush is a driving game based on teamwork and takedowns rather than finishing lines. It's being developed by Codemasters, Cheshire, UK based development team, formerly, as Yield pointed out, Evolution Studios. Onrush will be released on June 5th. Now, that's the year.
3: same people that made uh, Drive Club, isn't it? Or no, yes. what was that? Okay, is Drive Club, yeah. Yes. That, that was a beautiful game.
1: Uh, Drive Club VR is uh, pretty good too. Uh, so yeah, that's our topics, uh, at this time, we're going to throw it across the pond to the man that's killing us in Platinum Trophies,
3: Sid. I'm coming for you, Sid.
0: Hey guys, how are we all? Sid again with Sophie's Trophies, episode 37. Hope you guys are all okay. Um, before I start this week, guys, just have to say, um, I made a mistake last week talking about the Super Meat Boy Platinum. Um, I said five people have that trophy, and it's more like 150 now. Um, I was looking at a very old post, um, and I didn't realise, so all I can do is say sorry for the misinformation, but like I've said, guys, take anything I say with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I'm not an expert, and I do make mistakes, but thank you, JT, for pointing that one out, mate. I do appreciate it. Um, this week... um. We're going to do Dark Souls 3. The reason for this, guys, is Dark Souls Remastered is due out in a few weeks. So I'm thinking I'm going to start from 3 and work my way down and then look at that trophy list when the game comes out because that is a day one buy for me. Um, I have to say, I haven't got the Platinum in Dark Souls 3 yet. I'm working on it at the moment. Um, Before I carry on, guys, I have to say... Big congratulations to Alex for the Bloodborne Platinum, Um, and I think he's now got 100% on the DLC, so well done mate, I will be coming after that one, probably after I finish Dark Souls 3, Um, so yeah, and I know guys, I have spoken about Dark Souls 2 before, Um, I spoke about the Dark Lurker Trophy, I will just miss that one out when I come to do that game. So, with all that being said, let's get on with this week's, guys, Dark Souls 3. Okay, the first trophy, as always, is the Platinum Trophy, um, and that is called The Dark Soul. That is, acquire all trophies. It is an ultra-rare 4.9% trophy. Um, There are three ending trophies, guys. You may hear a bit of clicking because some of them are hidden. So, for that, I do apologise. The first trophy, um, or the first ending, is to link the first flame. And that is reach to link the first flame ending. That is a rare trophy, a 30.3% trophy. So far, that is the only ending I have got. The next one, guys, is reach the end of fire ending. Um, So basically, that's going to be the... Should I say bad ending? I'm not sure whether there are good endings uh, in... uh, Dark souls to be honest but that is the other normal ending and the next one guys um, it is bear with me reach the usurpation of fire ending I'm not sure whether I've said that right that is a rare 18.2% gold trophy and um, you have to do a lot of jumping through hoops to get this one guys. so if you ever go for this uh, please look up a guide Um, It's what I'm doing at the moment, and there is a lot to do. Okay, so some of the ones I can actually say. These are all boss-related trophies, so any spoilers, I am sorry. Um, Lords of Cinder, Abyss Watchers, defeat the Abyss Watchers. That is a 60.0% silver trophy. Um, Lord of Cinder, yawn the Giant, that is a 52.2% trophy. I'm not going to do them all, guys, I'll just do certain ones. Um, Lord of Cinder, Lothric Young Prince, defeat him that is a 46.0% silver um, Lord of Cinder again, Aldrich Devourer of Gods, that is a 51.8% common trophy now all those guys, they're the four main bosses you have to defeat before you can go on to the end game uh, Master of Infusion, perform all forms of infusion um, now this one guys um I screwed this one up, I did it all on the same weapon, and for some reason it didn't unlock. But what you need to do is find some gems to be able to get the blacksmith to infuse your weapon. Um, basically, fire, dark, lightning, raw, heavy, things along that line, um, they all give your weapon special properties. Master of Sorceries. This is a very rare trophy, guys. Um, 7.6% rarity on that one, um, that's acquire all sorceries. Um, Master of Pyromancies, that is a 65 that's obviously acquire all pyromancies. Same again for Miracles, uh, that one is a 5.7%, uh, very rare. Master of Rings, very rare, 5.8%. Now this one, um, you have to play through the game more than once for this one guys, you have to anyway, but you cannot get this one. Um, on your first playthrough because there are some what are known as plus three rings which are basically uh, more powerful versions of the ones you pick up and they only appear in new game plus and onwards so if you're going for this it is a minimum of three playthroughs. Um, Learn all gestures gestures are used when you summon or are summoned Um, you can use these to wave at people point to areas, um, jump for joy if you all defeat a boss together. And uh, the best one, I think, is to bow. Um, Dark Souls players know this. Um, when you summon, it's it's just a, a formal type of greeting showing respect for the other player. And most players will bow if you bow. Um, ultimate bonfire, guys. Uh, bonfires are where you um, rest and warp They're like save points. Uh, The bonfire in Firelink Shrine is the one you upgrade, and that helps with your Estus, which is your um, uh, healing item. Um, You get an item, uh, some sort of bone. I can't remember what the bone's called, guys. I'm very sorry. But you burn that in that bonfire, and that brings it up a level. I think you have to get it to level 10. I have it at level 9 at the moment. Ultimate Estus. Reinforce the Estus Flash to the highest level. Now, to do this, you need Estus Shards, which you give to Andre the Blacksmith. And he will upgrade your Estus to give it more uses. You start with a few, and each one you give him gives you one extra Estus to use out in the world. Now, the Covenant Trophies, guys. These are easy. You just have to uh, find the Covenants. Um, I found four of them, I think. So I'll just go through the ones i found so there's not too many spoilers. So Covenant Warrior of Sunlight, Discover Warrior of Sunlight Covenant, guys, that is a 58.7. And anyone knows um, Dark Souls, this is a very common um, and very, God, what's the word? It's got a big fan base, guys. Popular, sorry, popular. It is a very popular covenant um, because of Solaire from Dark Souls 1. Uh, The Way of the Blue Covenant is a 70.1% common trophy. The Blue Sentinels Covenant is a 65.6% common trophy. Now, I don't really do much with Covenant, guys. You know, I don't do much PvP. It's never been my style. But you do have to find these just to make sure. Um, Covenant Moundmakers, Discovered Moundmakers Covenant. That is a 39.8% rare trophy. Um... Right, there are a few areas in the game that aren't mandatory. um, You know, and you have to find them. One is the Untended Graves. When you find that, uh, you will get yourself a bronze trophy at 47.0% rarity. Arch Dragon Peak is also a rare trophy. That is a 44.9% bronze trophy for that one, guys. There are a few optional bosses. Um... When I say optional, you have to defeat them, but they're not... um, What's the word? Oh, what are they now? Sorry, guys, they are not Lords of Cinder. Um, They are not the main bosses. So the first boss you defeat in the game is Ludex Gundry. I doubt I'm saying that right, guys, but hey. Um, That one is an 89.0% common trophy. Um, You have to beat him to carry on with the rest of the game. I'm not going to go through all the bosses... Um, because some people may or may not be playing this game at the moment. There are still a lot of people playing it, I have to say. Um, Right, last two trophies for this one, guys. Enkindle, light a bonfire flame for the first time. Basically, sit at the bonfire and light it. Um, Very common trophy, 96.3% bronze trophy for that one. And embrace the flame. Become a host of embers for the first time. That one is an 89.0% bronze trophy. So, yeah, that's it, guys. I mean, I love the Dark Souls games. I'm not a big fan of Bloodborne, I have to say. That one, um, I will do a Sophie's Trophies on it, but I've I've been through the game once. I'm, now I'm round two because I didn't use a save state or anything like that. I decided to uh, start New Game Plus. But I have to say... I'm not a fan of the combat style, it's too quick for me guys, I prefer Dark Souls where you can basically just take your time and, you know, um, hide behind a shield. I'm not very good at the fast-paced Dark Souls, uh, I beg your pardon, fast-paced Bloodborne type combat, Um, that's why I haven't got the Platinum at the moment. Like I say, I may do it, I may go for the Platinum, I'm going to get this one first and then decide what to do after that because I do still have to do Dark Souls 2. Um, and I will be going straight on to Dark Souls Remastered when that comes out. But yep, that's it for this one guys. Um, love this game. Uh, it's not as good as Dark Souls 1 or 2 to be honest. Um, they've added too many Bloodborne elements to it for my liking. Um, it's a bit quicker. Some of the bosses are very bloodborne But overall, an enjoyable game. Well worth playing through if you're a fan of Dark Souls 1 or 2. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. As always, Sidder's 1978 on the PlayStation at Sydney uh, via Twitter uh, through the Trophy Horse Facebook group or Sid at Proven Gamer on the email. So, yeah, Dark Souls 3, great game, guys. Well worth it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I will talk to you soon and keep getting those trophies. Bye. And
1: we're back. Thank you, Sid, for this week's Sophie. Trophy. You know, he actually sent me the audio early, and I still didn't listen to it. <laughs> How dare you?
4: <laughs> you could have had a perfect segue in and out. And you...
1: I know, and I just I dropped the ball. Uh, like Odell
4: Beckham, he drops it. Plop.
1: Okay, so, Yield, I'm going to throw this to you, even though this is Alex's normal segment. Okay. Um, What's hot in game? And Alex has listed... That Kingdom Hearts three will be ready by the end Bullshit. of two thousand eighteen. That's what I'm making. Whoa, whoa, fighting words. Maybe you choked me on that one. <laughs> uh, so Yael, tell us about Kingdom Hearts three. Okay.
4: Like anybody so,
1: really needs to know what this game is?
4: <laughs> no, I don't. I just see it in the show notes. Now he's throwing it to me, so I get to talk about a game that I have no idea what's going on. Okay, so Matt, I don't play I'll throw Kingdom Hearts t- games.
1: Matt, I'll throw it to you then because apparently you have a strong opinion about whether or not this is going to hit the end of the year. Well,
2: so I don't I don't play Kingdom Hearts games either, but oh geez. I think that anybody who thinks that they're getting Kingdom Hearts 3 at any point this year, especially with how Square listed it as 2018 with no quarter, no anything. Well, they did. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on.
1: I got to cut you off. They did release a trailer showing us the Toy Story level and they did say this, this game is coming at the end of the year and that we're getting a release date at E3.
2: Well, maybe if we get the actual release date, like a date, I'll believe it. But, like, every time... This comes up, like, fucking once a week, I swear to God. I asked... <laughs> like, somebody asked me about this shit. Like, you hey, mean, like, when's fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out? It's like, I don't know, like, 2020, maybe.
1: All right. Uh, I'll, I'll read the article. It's coming from Destructoid. Uh... Kingdom Hearts 3, the game that may never come. Well, now that Square Enix has shown us so many worlds, is probably coming at some point, just not anytime soon. Wait, they're saying it's still on track for 2018 as of this week? Well, maybe it's sooner than we think. Square Enix re- just released their financial results in the year ending March 31st and seemed pretty happy with Final Fantasy series highlighting them both as the top three of the five games released in the period between April 17 and April 18. Uh,. With 12 Zodiac Aids, Desire, NT, and 15 all being in the top th- top three games. They're also looking to the future, noting that the planned release, like Octopath Traveler, on July 13th of this year, Shadow of the Tomb Raider on September 14th, and Kingdom Hearts 3 in 2018. Hey, it's a window. And as of today, they're still on track for making the cutoff this year. We'll likely find out more at E3 and possibly the game's release date during their pre-recorded stream.
4: So if they release it from January to March of next year, do they consider that still 2018 since that's their fiscal year?
1: No, they said it will be out by the end of 2018. They didn't say fiscal 2018. Okay. They said out by... Now, Now, with that being said, they can delay it. They, it, it something could have happen and they come out of e3 and say hey listen we have to delay the game but as of right now they said it's coming out by the end of the year
4: no anything's possible maybe they're gonna pull Bethesda and go hey you can buy it tomorrow
2: it's out now <laughs>
4: I mean available they could, today they could do that
3: uh
1: okay uh now we're going from a conversation where we're we're educated gamers and we don't believe what we've been told to being old school gamers to a conversation where we're old school gamers into our topic of the week, uh, where I just simply cannot believe what Nintendo has said here. Uh, the topic of the week, as put by Alex into the agenda, is the Nintendo Switch Online versus PlayStation Plus. Um, Now, we all know what Plus gives us. But Nintendo Switch Online will have cloud saves and a family membership option. Up to eight players can split a family plan for $35 a year. Nintendo's $20 a year online subscription service for Nintendo Switch launches this September. And the company has finally divulged more details talking about much needed cloud saves. Along with the ability to play Switch games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Online, their program will also allow players to back up their save data for most, quote, most Nintendo Switch games, end quote, in the cloud. If you've ever dreaded potentially having to send your system in for repairs, that's some serious peace of mind. The paid online service will also include Nintendo Entertainment System games with online multiplayer and even voice chat support through the Switch smartphone app, naturally. To start, Nintendo Switch Online will have Balloon Fight, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Bros. 3, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, Soccer, Super Mario Bros., Tennis, and 10 other yet-to-be-announced games. The service is $4 a month, $8 for three months, or $20 per year if you're an individual. And interestingly, there's a family membership option for $35 a year, with the latter up to eight Nintendo account holders being able to use Nintendo Switch Online Service even on different services. Uh, System, sorry. So, with that being said, uh, once this news came out, I said that I was going to pay the $35 and allow the staff all to be on (laughs) Nintendo switch online because Hey, we got eight people on staff that uh, use Nintendo switch. So I'll bite the bullet and I'll buy a online service. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go to you because I know Daryl doesn't have a switch and I know yield doesn't have a switch. Do you believe this is true?
2: Do I believe the pricing is true? Like, or the entirety of this whole thing is true.
1: The entirety of everything, because, you know what, before I let you answer, yeah, let me, let me just, it. let me tell you why I, I, I don't want to say this is bullshit, because I don't want to, like, call them out, but the way Alex prefaces this is, like, okay, PlayStation Plus gives us games, this has giving us games.
2: Sure. But not the same not the same tier right. though,
1: of P- games. <laughs> right. PlayStation Plus is $60 a year. This is at most $35 right. a year.
3: But there's so, more to it than just that. Like yeah, they're giving you games that you from the sound of it don't own. And and, oh, and, and, you're, not gonna, like, and you're not going to be able
2: to technically own on your Switch.
3: Right.
1: Because right, they're basically getting rid of Virtual Console. Right. That's re- what they say. There will test. be
3: no Virtual Console on the Switch as you know it.
2: I'm kind of cool with that, though, because I don't know if any of you guys have any experience with it, but the Virtual Console kind of sucked ass.
3: Well, it sucked. And then uh, everyone who everyone who is like in the Nintendo ecosystem has often complained about having to rebuy everything from generation to generation. Right. And I've only bought a handful of things on the Nintendo uh, eShop. And, and I just thought the eShop, for one, sucks. It still does. Um, virtual console sucks. Um, you know, I just feel like... But that's... I mean, to be let's just be honest. That's not... Nintendo's strong point is their online infrastructure applications or offerings. I mean, right. that's not what they do.
2: So here's what... I, I, um, I think that this is... I think the reason the... Entry to this, like entry barrier to entry to this is so low. Is that Nintendo knows that, right? They know that they don't have a very uh, good history with uh, user online interfacing and anything, like their shops, any kind of anything. Uh, And I think that with this kind of a low barrier to entry, they can at least get people in the door. Uh, Because, like,
1: who's. But the fact that you. I'm sorry. But the fact that you can't voice chat unless you're using a smartphone. Like, why would I even use a smartphone? Why wouldn't I just call up Daryl and say, hey, Daryl, let's talk on the phone. We got Bluetooth. <laughs> right, to- headsets. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why do I need outside of the games and the cloud saves? Now, obviously, this is giving us the ability to play online. So I'm I'm not right. forgetting that. Well, but like but you can do that already. I can play. Why Splatoon do I need the voice chat? Yeah, you
3: yeah. you have that for free right now.
1: Yeah, I can do that. I can do that on Discord. no, but I I can play if I
2: if I don't have Splatoon, but if I had Splatoon, I can play that online right now for free.
1: Right, because they said that until right. they launch their service, everybody can play online. Now, I I listen. I'm I'm not trying to poo poo on this. Are, I'm trying to censor my words because I know there Darryl are worse things
4: you can spend 20 bucks a year on.
1: Absolutely. But, see, the the problem I have with this, and, and Matt kind of put it out a little bit, is that it's so cheap that are we going to get what we pay for? And like, should Nintendo expect us to pay $60 a year for this stuff?
4: Well, no, because right. you're only going to pay $20 a year right now.
1: Uh, right
4: now, it seems like they're they're doing what Nintendo does. They're hitting on nostalgia. So they're giving you all the or a good par- portion of the old games that everybody holds very highly, who grew up with Nintendo,
2: right? And and with some of the multiplayer uh, old school games, they're adding online functionality to them,
3: which that's right. pretty neat.
2: Yeah, I think so, I think a lot of times people forget that like with like PlayStation and Xbox, some of the stuff that you're paying for in that sixty bucks is like the fact that this service keeps track of your name and the name of everybody else that, like, y- you can have a custom name. And so Nintendo doesn't do that. They have a very rudimentary friend system with this weird number-coding bullshit. And Which it is, is stupid. It's terrible, but, like, so we're, you're paying... Maybe that'll get upgraded, but you're paying 20 bucks a year? It's a 20 buck a year online service.
3: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they priced it appropriately, in my opinion, for what you're getting... I mean, you gotta you gotta think. No matter what online infrastructure system, whoever, like cloud saves that. Co- that there's maintenance behind it. There's man hours. There's manpower. I mean, like you know, whether their system is good, bad, or just whatever, it's, there's still a cost behind it. You know that's being occurred from them.
1: And I get that, but if you look at just the four of us on the show, if all four four of us had a switch and didn't know each other. We all go get a year subscription. Nintendo's making $80 off of us. But now, we know each other. So I'm going to buy the Family Pass. I'm going to give you three the option. So just on us four, they've already lost $45 of money.
2: No, I still think they've gained money, man. I think...
1: How? Because it's free right now. They're losing out on individual sales. I agree with that.
4: Well, Well, they are, but they also... See, Nintendo realizes... Uh, And and I'm paraphrasing here. Maybe they don't. But, okay, take take your household. You, the goddess, and sweet mama all play, right? Right. So, but as long as they play on your console, they can use
1: Plus, right? Yes. You talk about uh, PS4. Yes, I'm talking, talking yeah. with PS4. Yes, I'll, I'll, on my own, only on my primary system.
4: Only on your primary system. So this is system. a big difference. What this, is, what this is letting you do for the $35 a month is now they could go over, and we'll just say this, we'll, we'll keep it with Sony right now, we know it's not. They could go to your other console, fire it up, and have the same access. They could go over to their buddy's house. Same access. They don't have to re. They don't have to re download everything. So, this is where they're kind of branching off into something new that everybody's kind of complained about.
2: I think what you're kind of getting hung up on, Tricky, right, for pr- price wise and like how it seems too good to be true, is the fact that like you're, you're purchasing it for eight people uh, who are not all in a single household, which I'm sure people will do, like more than just our group of people by far.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. But,
2: but I think what you are discounting is the the how well this is set up for a parent who's buying it like Yield is saying for you know, everybody in their house who has a Switch and now everybody has the same connectivity and you don't have to worry about managing two or three plus subscriptions a year that's a hundred and twenty dollars between like two or three uh
1: yeah, but every but every parent's not Daryl who buys a, a, a Vita for every one of his kids or buys a Switch. Sure, for but every they're, one totally, of the kids. they're totally <laughs> they're totally are they're totally <laughs> are parents like that. I'm, I'm really sorry, are. but <laughs> there are enough totally. who will do that. Not at three hundred dollars a clip. Yeah, there are some dumb people <laughs> out
4: there.
3: <laughs> or, or not so much dumb, but they love their well, children and they want go. to give them the world. And if that well, means
1: there, there, Okay, Daryl, stop trying to smash if yourself that on means the that back.
3: all my kids have to have their own Vitas, then so be it.
1: <laughs> See, but Daryl didn't buy Vitas for all his kids <laughs> because he wanted his kids to have Vitas. Daryl bought Vitas for his kids just to boost up Vita sales so they could make no, a Vita too.
3: No, Daryl bought Vita for all his true. kids so Daryl <laughs> could also
2: play his Vita.
3: <laughs> there you go. A Vita <laughs> See, in every room. I do, dude, okay. But, uh, there are four Vitas in this house and two Vita TVs. Like There are <laughs> Vitas everywhere. But also... D-
1: D- I, Daryl I, is single-handedly keeping the Vita alive.
3: I, I also <laughs> he has his own
1: way, mansion on Vita Island.
4: N- Nintendo has come out, and even before they came out, we've all realized this, but Nintendo came out and s- is basically said that, that they're not in the console wars anymore. Their focus is creating games and doing things for the family. But so, do you honestly so believe they took- they're
1: not in the console war? I mean, no, come on.
4: No, you can you can look at the, yeah, don't give the a last shit. couple of consoles that they've done and they
1: don't yeah, they don't. They don't care anymore. I, I don't f- think it's that they don't care. It's just, I think they know they can't compete. No, no, no. So they're no, taking no, the no, coward's no, way out no, and saying, they, "Oh, they we're we're not in competition with them."
2: No way. I think that Nintendo found their niche and they don't give a shit what Sony or Xbox does anymore because even the Wii U which sucked in my opinion like i i loved a lot of games on that but like the amount of games that were on it were awful and then you go back to the wii but even with that both of those consoles sold relatively well and now the switch is their fastest selling console of all time like they don't they they're such like a trusted brand by so many people that it doesn't matter what they do or what xbox and playstation is doing because they'll always have at least a fan base big enough who are rabid enough for their content that they're gonna make money
4: I think when the Wii came out and, and and it took off the way it did, and it, everybody and all the pundits compared it to the fact that it it was it wasn't even nowhere near the other consoles. N- that's when Nintendo kind of realized that you know what we don't have to have the console war. We've got our niche, and we'll just stay there. Let's right, so- let, let Sony and Microsoft continue to battle it out. And who knows, maybe they'll take each other out and we'll be the last one standing right. again. I don't know, but I mean, it's just... And I'm and I'm fine with that. I've got a love for Nintendo, grew up on Nintendo. They've... I've come to realize kind of what they have. You know what? They've decided that we're not fighting this war anymore. We're going to do what we do.
2: Right. And who's to say that they're not taking... So with this whole online uh, infrastructure, who's to say they're not taking that same viewpoint uh, for pricing and stuff, right? Like... Sony and Microsoft totally give us a ton for our $60 worth a year. You know what I mean? Like, we get at least at least now one huge title a month uh, for free. You know what I mean? So, like, I will pay my $60 a month.
1: Well, that, that, that's yeah, great. Yeah, all
3: right. Fair enough. Hey, listen. I mean, if you do the math, like, we get $100 worth of games every month. Yeah, totally. And so to...
4: And not to mention what you save on your discount. Right. Right. And
2: right. and so I don't think we're going to be getting much of that with this Nintendo Online service. I think it's going to be really basic functionality, and then there's going to be a ever growing pool of retro titles that you can sift through. All
1: right, so let let's bring it back to what I feel Alex was trying to get to when he put it in this sentence. Which, in your opinion, you know, we just had a long a long discussion about Nintendo Switch Online. Which do you guys feel is the better value for your money at this point? Like, do you think PlayStation Plus is still the better value even though you're paying $60? Or is Nintendo Switch Online, you know, individual price for the year, $20? Is that a better value for your money? Let's, okay. let's start with a uh, yield first.
4: Okay. So I'm going to answer it two ways to make it more difficult.
1: You have to be difficult.
4: I do. Better value for my money is Plus because that's where I'm invested right now. I I I get games most months. I get at least a game I'm willing to try. There are the oddball months where I'm like, eh, whatever. My bread and butter with Plus is the extra deals that I get on the store. You know, here's here's a game for right. 70% off right. because you're a Plus member. That's where I make my bread and butter with, with Plus. And then when they give me a game that I was wanting to play and had dilly-dallyed, and now I get it for free, that's even an added bonus the best that the best dollar value in my opinion would probably be nintendo because of how bare bones it is and what they're doing with what with what you're paying with what you're getting yeah does that make sense
1: thank you okay daryl
3: oh i i say you know from start to finish online options uh Discounts, everything. I think PS Plus is the best subscription service you can have, period, at the point at this point. I mean, even compared to its competitor. Um, if Switch is what you got, they're giving you something that, you know, I you know, not trying to hate, but I just, it's something. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I was gonna it,
1: say, you're gonna get through that. Frosty was actually gonna be proud of you for a second.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's it's something, you know, but like it, you know, it, like we said earlier. Nintendo plays to the beat of their own drum, and sometimes it does. It's not making a real song, you know what I'm saying? But it works. It works for Nintendo fans. Um, they're seeing success with, with the things that they do. Um, so it just is what it is, man. Like uh, whether it's good or it's bad, it exists True. and it's a thing. And parents are going to pay for it. And for twenty bucks, I, I mean, I you know, I'll, I'll blow twenty dollars on crap games for crap platinums and trophies. You know what I'm saying? So who am I to judge <laughs> what's good and what's bad for 20 bucks?
1: All right, Matt.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard to argue against, uh, plus being the better of the tune now. Uh, and I don't see Nintendo adding anything specific to kind of tip the scales in their favor. Like the free games, the discounts, like everybody else has mentioned, uh, I do think it's tough to judge now because we're judging solely based on price and like a really vague description of what we're getting from Nintendo, uh, and it'll be a little bit easier when the service kind of comes out and we see what it actually is. But I think right now, uh, yeah, there it's there's just no comparison. Uh, PlayStation Plus is such a good service and such a good buy. There's there's no reason not to have it.
1: And yeah, I, I agree with uh, with you guys with Plus being the better deal and. I just want to be that guy for a good 10 seconds. The games that Nintendo has given us as part of the, uh, you know, Switch Online, at this point, I mean, should we get these games for free? Well, (laughs) you kind of are. You are. It's it's $20 $20 a year. I'm saying outside of Nintendo Switch Online, I mean... With Balloon Fight, Doctor Mario, Mario Brothers three, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, but Legend is, of Zelda.
4: But this is what I was saying. Nintendo's hitting on nostalgia. So it's it's going after you and me who grew up on these games.
1: Right, but I, I have emulators that play all these games. I have an NES classic that plays all these but games. But they know
2: that me being a Nintendo head, I would totally they they know that it's a value for me to get this pass, because otherwise if they sold these games separately, I would totally buy them for like $8, $9 a pop. No no questions asked, because I did it on the Wii U, I did it when I had a 3DS, uh, I did it when they had the virtual console on the Wii, and I was pissed every single time I couldn't take any of that shit forward. So now that I don't have to buy any of it, and it's just online for essentially free, I'm 100% down. Uh, and to be able to play Mario 3 on a handheld, sitting anywhere that I want, I'm 100% down
1: all right uh before we move on to the housekeeping I I just want to finish up the uh, the article here uh, Nintendo says it will let users create a Nintendo account family group starting on May 15th so uh, the day the show comes out the day before the show comes out I don't know uh, also as a reminder existing online features such as the switch eShop friends screenshot sharing on social networks parental controls system and game Pacific I can't say that word Specific updates, and Nintendo Switch news will not be affected by the launch of Nintendo Switch Online paid service. So, all right. So, with that being said, yield. Let's do Let's some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. Wow. All right, we're gonna we're gonna test uh we're gonna test Daryl and Matt on the housekeeping as we go through. Good. Right, we're gonna see if they know their shit. You ready, Yield? Yeah. com is looking for some writers, podcasts, and videos, and news reporters just and generalize help for the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the help button tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. You can also catch me streaming randomly at twitch.tv backslash Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our email. Matt, what's the email? Uh,
2: trophy at ProvingGamer.com.
1: Very good. Or you can give us a phone call. Daryl, what's the phone number?
3: Isn't like 330-proven-9? And what's the numbers? Oh, freak, I don't know, dude. I don't type numbers. <laughs> 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 Yield, but, what's the, fo- what's but the numbers? But what if you can't spell? But was I
1: right? You though? were right. Yes, you, you were correct. You were right on the proven nine. Yield, what are the numbers?
4: 330 776 836 Nine,
1: I think he did that on purpose. Mailed yield, d- don't be like yield and reverse the the. the, yeah. the no, 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 and no. The three. Yield
4: didn't reverse the numbers. A certain someone said it wrong on an official show.
2: Was it you, Yield?
4: <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Yield wasn't a part of the show at the time. This was tricky, y- or Donnie, or it was both it, of them.
1: It was. It was Donnie. Uh, and they missed it in post edit. The boot. Now, I haven't called the number in a while to verify this, but (laughs) apparently when uh, we we were running a contest and Yield, before he was a member of the show, tried to enter a contest where they had to call the phone number and do an impression of a current or uh, past host or a guest host. So Yield tried to call up and do the impression, but every time Yield called the number, he was getting a six (laughs) outline. Yeah. Welcome to Proven Game. How are you to use for calling (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah.
4: Well, hey, they even called me back. So what does that tell you?
3: <laughs> Frequent caller.
1: Uh, you get a hold of us on Twitter. You contact the site at Proving Gamer. You contact the show at Trophy Rush. Contact me at Tricky Mick. You contact, contact Yielded. I yield to no one. Contact Alex at Saunders, Saunders, Saunders Rex. Contact Steven at BatChild27. Contact Daryl at Daryl And contact Matt at MrNuff.
2: Yeah, you got it, man.
1: Ooh, I took a guess on that. Uh, Mr. Spelled M-I-S-T-A-N-U-F-F.
2: M-I-S-T-A-H-N-U-F-F.
1: Oh, see, I, I fucked that up. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but go sh- be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, The Smart Marks. That, uh, fuck that up. If you listen to the podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but be sure to go listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, Nintendo Dual Screen's and game stuff. All of the podcasts can be found on iTunes, uh, or excuse me, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, Stitcher, your various <laughs> podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can listen to Nintendo Dual Screens and Trophy Horrors on, where yield? iHeart Radio. Very good. Uh, if you want to interact with us more, you can get involved in our PlayStation Four communities. There's one for the site called Proving Gamer. There's one f- called for the show called T Dub's
3: Brothel. Why, Daryl? Spit it out. Because Shuhei Yoshida won't let you say whores <laughs> on the network.
1: I I really wanted you to say shehu,
4: which I don't <laughs> understand why.
3: I don't know either. Whores or shehu?
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Um, well, it's just, it's probably an algorithm that they run, and there's common words, like wiener, butthole, and whores, that you just can't say on the network for all the various reasons and ways you could use it.
1: Which, is funny as you say that, because I, I was, downloaded a game on my cell phone, I couldn't, I can't tell you what game it was right now, but it asked me for my username, and of course, I put Tricky Mick in there, and it came back and says, you're not allowed to use the word tricky in your name.
2: Is that because it's tricky to rock a rhyme?
1: Oh, man, and I could not figure out why. But the, the ironic thing is, they were it was triggering tricky, but it wasn't triggering Mick? the last part of my name.
3: Well, hey, tri- uh, tricky, which trigger is actually balls. a racist term.
1: It is. <laughs> so. uh So, that is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Uh, Yeah, we'll go to you. I'm not going to put Matt and Daryl on the spot on Extra Life. You're not? Nah. All
4: right. I have no idea. So, Extra
1: Life is a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Matt, how do you not know about Extra Life?
2: No, I do know about Extra Life. I just don't know what our particular username on Extra Life is.
1: Proving Gamer? Oh, okay. Why would it be anything different? I, I don't know, Tricky. All right, so Matt, tell us about Extra Life.
2: Uh, Why don't we throw a yield? Yield, <laughs> tell us about Extra Life.
1: <laughs> so, yield, you can, as I yield was, you can continue. As I was saying earlier,
4: Extra Life is a 24-hour video game charity event. So what you do is you go to extra-life.org, you can play, you can go solo and and. Play your, play for yourself, or you can join a team. You can. <laughs> he was gonna say gamer. play with yourself. <laughs> I, was, like, no, I won't cross that threshold. Uh, you can play as a team. Proven gamer has a team. You can join our team, or you can create your own team, or join another team if you so wish. The uh, whole purpose behind this is that extra life raises money for the children merit. Children's Hospitals Miracle Network and You had right you had it right the first time. I had it right the first time. I always mess up a couple of Children's days. Miracle up
1: Network of Hospitals. Thank you.
4: So what you do is you go, you get sponsors. People give you a dollar an hour, two dollars an hour, here's fifty bucks for the whole twenty-four hours. It's actually being held on I think it's the third of November this year, which is daylight savings ending. So it's actually twenty-five hours. Anyway. People give you money, you play video games for 25 hours, and then 100% of the money that is donated to you goes straight to the children's hospital that you so choose. You can go to your local one, you can go to whichever one you want, really. So that's what makes this charity so awesome, is you can support a local children's hospital for the families who really need the help. And it's also an excuse to play video games for 25 hours straight.
2: Yeah, not feel yes. ashamed about it. Yeah, and, and not we, feel bad about it.
1: And yield has said that if we, he raises two hundred dollars on his extra life page, where only twenty five dollars I can donate to, counts towards the goal. because yeah. he knows I'll just donate. Oh, you'll just
4: 100. donate a straight two hundred.
1: Well, uh, no, I mean, if you but, want, if you
4: <laughs> want to drop two hundred on it, you totally can. But only twenty five dollars counts towards that total.
1: Yes, uh, but if yield raises two hundred dollars on his extra life page, which he still has not made, I haven't made it yet. No. <laughs> Uh, he is. He, he has promised that he's going to stream his twenty-four hours.
4: No, didn't say we did. We do all of it. I think we said we'd have to do at least maybe twelve. No one said nothing about all twenty-four. I I did. No, you didn't. I, I, I will go agree. back.
1: I will go back and patch that right, conversation. If you into get this.
4: if you get two hundred and fifty dollars,
2: you stream the whole twenty-four hours.
4: Man, I ain't even gonna stay up and play for twenty-four hours. I was gonna do two twelve-hour
1: <laughs> sessions. All right, so uh, our other sponsor is Amazon. Let's see if uh, Daryl remembers Amazon. the Amazon pitch. <laughs> uh,
3: sorry, that was a throwback.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, Daryl, tell us about Amazon.
3: If you go to com and click on the Amazon link, it will let you do all of your Amazon shopping uh, and kick back a little bit to the site. Does it cost you anything? And it helps the site out a lot. If you have Amazon Prime, it means you have Twitch Prime. So you have to go to twitch.com slash proven gamer. You have to give them their, your sub, your free sub. And uh, it does not auto renew, so you have to go back and do it monthly.
1: Yes, but now Twitch has a uh, a plugin which I have enabled on uh, twitch.tv backslash proven gamer where every month it will tell you that it's time to renew your Twitch
3: sub. Time to renew it. Yes.
1: Uh, and our last sponsor, I'll give you guys a break, is our Patreon. If you can go to patreon.com backslash proving gamer, uh, there are different tiers you can support us at. No matter what tier you support us at, know that it it's greatly, greatly appreciated. But with that being said, that brings us to our shout outs. Yield. So take I- us away.
4: Okay, sorry. You had you no? had the the the
1: pause Let's like go. That's why I said. You'll take it away. Okay. So I
4: will give a shout-out to uh, Resident Daryl and Matt for jumping in today since uh, Alex and Steven were busy this evening, which I understand it's a nice evening. Um, Shout-out to Tricky for also recording. A shout-out to you, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom, for listening, downloading, spreading everything that is proven Gamer and Trophy horrors. A shout out to I'm gonna say their name wrong, uh Gajin and Konami for Birds of Steel. I love World War II shooters, and I got a platinum in one, and it was a toughie, or a couple trophies were toughies, and I Did got you them. to
1: say the K word. Huh? You know that K word's banned on this show.
4: Oh quit being Metal Gear butthurt. And so a shout out to them. Uh, a shout out to Crystal Dynamics. I'm playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, and at first I was kind of leery, but I'm really enjoying it so far. And yeah, that'll do me this week, I believe.
1: Daryl. Uh,
3: shout out to Tricky um, for inviting me on the show and uh, show swapping. He's been a uh, guest on our show the past uh, twice in the past couple months. Um. Uh, shout out to uh, you guys for joining and, um, you know, Matt and and yielding us. I thought we've had a pretty good time. You know, so it's been a good talk. It's been uh, quite it's been a, enjoyable. It's been a good episode. It's been good. Um, shout out to uh, my bros on the Loot Bros podcast um, Josh the Walking Idea and uh, Tanner. I'm going to bail on you, Bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've been having some fun, man, and uh, you know, just kind of doing things a little different over there, doing a uh, more game club style discussion stuff. Um, being that we can't always commit to being there, and and and, and you know, uh, shout out to Frosty, uh, uh, he joined us and did a show with us this past week, and that was a good time. Um, yeah, and then everyone who listens, man, you guys are awesome. You guys make it uh, make it possible, make it worth it. Uh, it doesn't matter what show uh, I'm on or any of these guys are on. We all love feedback. And every time somebody writes in emails in, um, or just comments back and says, Hey, this is you know, my take on what you said, or I did or did not enjoy it. It makes it fun. It makes it worth it. And, uh, makes us all look forward to doing it again. All right, Matt. Uh,
2: I'll be quick. Uh, shout out to, uh, the game stuff group, uh, I've been having a really good time recording with them. Shout out to Kratos, because I've spent the past month hanging out with that dude and his kid. Uh, shout out to you guys for having me on. Uh, I've had a blast. I agree. I think it's been a really fun episode. And then uh, a very special shout out to my first son, Grayson, who will be here within like the next week or so.
3: Oh, dude, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, man, I'm super amped.
1: Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the listeners, first and foremost. Uh, Without you guys, this show would not exist, and I cannot believe we are literally three recordings away from doing 350. That's insane. Um, That does not happen without you guys, and trust me, uh, we are greatly appreciated that you guys have stuck with us this long. Shout-out to the goddess who is probably passed out on my bed right now uh because she wanted to make me dinner and then realized i was recording and realized the noise would be distracted in the background i would kill her when i edit the show Mm. so she she went late in bed and is probably passed out right now shout out to sweet mama d uh she's with her mother this weekend uh so if you are a mother and you listen to the show happy belated happy mother's day Uh, Shout out to Daryl For coming on Matt same thing Yield as always And a shout out to uh, Stink Palm Who posted in the Loop Brothers Facebook group That he has gotten platinum number 81 For a little venture on the prairie Oh (laughs) snap So uh, With all that being said If there's nothing else Until next week Happy trophy hunting
3: Peace Peace out. out Oh wait 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 um oh, 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 oh.